Eye on the Arctic. Views from the North. I'm Alish Quinn. Well, Canada's Minister of Fisheries and Oceans announced this month that it's giving $1.2 million to a University of Waterloo research project to study Arctic and Dolly Varden char. The university will work with the Hunters and Trappers organization in the Inuit community of Kugluktuk in Arctic Canada. And joining us now to tell us more about the project is one of the researchers. Heidi Swanson is an assistant professor at the University of Waterloo's Department of Biology. She joins us on the line today. Heidi Swanson, hello. Hello. So I, in a minute, I want to get into how you came to work with the, the Hunters and Trappers organization. But first of all, just in terms of this research project, what are the main questions that you want to explore? Well, this research is being done to support um, a future restoration plan, and so the the research questions that we want to look at will help us figure out which um, streams and rivers sea-run Arctic char are using around Kuluktuk. We know a lot about it already, but what we don't know is where some of these char are overwintering and where they're spawning. And it's actually pretty tricky to figure out because, of course, you can't just watch fish. Um, So we want to figure out when they come back in from sea after a summer feeding, where are they going? Which lakes are they going to? Which streams are they going to? And that's going to help us further protect and restore their habitats. And how did you come to to work with the Kuglika Hunters Trappers Organization? Um, so I've I've done research in the Arctic for about the last 15 years. So I've worked on and off around Kuluktuk and actually first worked with them back in 2009. And last year, I was given an opportunity by Fisheries and Oceans to go up to talk with the HTO and just listen to them about their fishery concerns. So what were they worried about? Was there anything that they wanted researched in their region? So we went up and talked to folks and then took our notes home and developed this project in response. And what sort of things were they telling you? What what sort of concerns were they having around their community? Yeah, so the main concern is that um, the people of the community of Kaluktuk really rely on the subsistence Arctic char fishery. It's a major food source. And what um, folks have been telling us is that there's been major declines in the number of char in the past few years. And nobody really knows why. It could be water temperature. It could be maybe it's increased shipping traffic. Um, maybe some of their stream habitats are drying out. And so one of the things that came out of that discussion, why are there less char, is, well, you know, do they have enough spawning and overwintering habitat? Well, we don't really know where it is. So let's find that out first. Fascinating. And is is the, the declining char numbers, is that something that other researchers have noticed as well? Or is it sort of specific to what people have seen in Kugluktuk? I've only been working specifically with Kugluktuk. I mean, um, across the Arctic, char numbers will go up and down in cycles. But the thing is, the people that have been living up there know what those cycles usually look like. And, and this is a change from the normal cycle. And so what's next? You, there's this, this big amount uh, of money that the project will be getting. What's it going to allow you to do? And sort of what are the next steps? Yeah, it's really exciting. So um, it is a five-year project. So uh, a large chunk of that money actually goes to the HTO for them to hire workers um, and also to do a traditional knowledge study. And so what's going to happen this coming summer is we're going to go up, and for this summer and next summer, we're trying to track where the fish are going. So we're going to be putting tags in them, different kinds of tags, seeing if we can track where they go over winter. And we're going to use those results um, in years two and three of the project to inform um, whether we can do restoration on certain streams. So are there streams where the fish are getting stuck or stranded because the flows are low? That often happens in the Arctic. The fish will try to make it up to their overwintering lake, but they get stuck in Boulder Garden 
gardens and stuff. So can we go in and remove rocks or increase flows through the main part of the channel? The overall goal is to um, provide some sort of restoration to these streams, but that has to be informed by the science first and the traditional knowledge. And after sort of at the year four and five, uh, do you know what you're going to be looking at at those points? Um, At that point, we're hopefully going to be doing uh, camps out on the land uh, with folks from Kolaktuk, so the Hunters and Choppers Association. We'll be hiring people. We're going to come out and do, these are all restorations by hand. It's very remote. We can't take, you know, bulldozers or rock pickers or anything out there. So most of the restoration is going to be done by hand with rock blasters and, and pry bars. And then we're going to also be training folks in the science monitoring techniques for how to monitor char over the long term. They, of course, have traditional knowledge techniques, but we want to combine both to get the best um, available information. And so, so we've talked about why this is important to the specific community. Why is it important to understand what's going on here on a larger scale? What is this going to help us understand sort of a, on a bigger scene? Yeah, people are pretty concerned about fish across the Arctic. They are a major subsistence uh, source of food. So food security, as many people know, is is really tough in the Canadian Arctic. And fish is a major source of food. People are really worried about Arctic char because they're the northernmost freshwater fish in the world. They are anadromous, which means they go out to sea and come back. But they're the northernmost fish, and they're very sensitive to changes in temperatures. We know that the temperature is increasing. We also know that we're starting to see some new species in this region. So Pacific salmon are starting to move in more than they ever have before. There could be um, other threats like pathogens and parasites. So really, we want to get a good handle on what these char are doing so that we can um, better manage them going into future scenarios of climate change and resource development. Well, Heidi Swanson, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you.